Welcome to the podcast. This is the 9 to 5 podcast by Omni21. I need to start working on a better intro, I think. We'll work on that as the, our podcast progresses. Maybe I'll cut that one out. Should I start over again yeah, altogether? Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, just let it, Thank let you. it rip. We're just we're trying to keep it real here at um, Omni21. <laughs> My name is Jennifer Flood. I'm your host. And with me today is... Amber Brown. She's hitting the Bud Lights pretty hard today. Oh, so I expect luck. some pretty serious uh, activity out of Amber today. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm always serious. <laughs> Anyway, and we also have um, Siri with us. Yes. Okay, so today's podcast title is called The ABCs of Sales. Okay. Always be closing. So the first part about sales in general I wanted to talk about was how to understand the customer's problems. Mm -hmm. Before the podcast started, Amber and I were chatting about this and she's like, I don't really know how to close. I don't know a lot about sales. I was like, this is why you're going to be great on the podcast. So we can have like an active person, you know, asking questions back and forth Mm -hmm. about how to do some things. Not saying I know everything about sales, but it's a lot of what I have to do as, I mean, when you run companies, you have to, you're the salesperson. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so for the first one, for understanding your customers' problems, give me your thoughts about what you think about understanding other people's problems. Do you think that's something that people do well in sales that you've come across? Well, yes. Okay. So number one, I feel like it, it depends on what you are trying to sell. Sure. A service or a product. Don't they all solve problems though? Doesn't Kinda. everybody, because the concept is when I've listened to other salespeople talk, they're like, anytime you have, anytime you create a product or you create a service, it's to cure a problem. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Like, did that stupid, is it the fidget spinner, mm-hmm. that stupid ass product, did that solve some sort of problem? Did we have a problem that needed uh, to be? It didn't really work for me. So. No, no. no. What was a fidget spinner for? Uh, it's supposed to make you concentrate more. There's no or, way it had a like, purpose. make you focus, but it, no way. I, yeah. It was a cash grab. God. And everybody bought them. So stupid. Yeah. Same with those uh, fidget cubes. I don't know what that is. No, those, is it basically just, just it's click kind your of, pen? It has a clicker. It has like like a little nub or something. Or, Nubs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Instead of, uh, I guess, people playing pocket pool, they can play with their cubes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Keeping these PG-13 with um, with nub cubes. Uh, nub cubes. Okay, so... <laughs> so I, the I argument guess... is every product and service that solves a problem. Yes. Yes, I think so. I, I mean, now that you say that, now that you put it that way, yeah, yeah. it does. So, like, you, you have a company that sells gates. Uh-huh. You're preventing people from falling off of things. That's yeah. That's, that's the, the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. We um like we have a marketing company. We solve problems of people getting their message out to other people via different mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, now, every product and service solves some kind of problem. All right, because now I need the social media digital marketing company to help me solve problems on my gate company. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were talking about Wolf of Wall Street earlier, which I think is a great movie. But I think the sales guy, what's his name? It's a terrible movie. What's the movie's great? (laughs) The awful movie. But the guy, what's his name in in the movie? Uh, The head Leo's character. Yeah, Jordan Beffert. Jordan Beffert. Belfort. 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 I think he's a super douche. 
Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. And this is what I told Amber. Could you sell a bar of gold for 10 cents? Yes. Absolutely. Because it's too good to be true. And that's what he was selling. It is not hard to sell things that are too good to be true. I don't think that he's the king of all sales. And if you see the sell, do you know he's selling stuff right now that they're little, they're little smell sprays so that you can get all jacked up for your, for your pitches. That's his stuff. I've seen that guy on the shark tank then. And yeah, painfully stupid. Yeah. Very dumb. So legitimate sales, Jordan Belfort, not the guy. So that's why I think the movie's great for lots of other reasons. Well, it's for like, like the party end of the ideas movie, and cool you, stuff. Yeah, but. at the end of the movie, he's like, sell me this pen. Yes, that's what I was getting at. The yes. sell me this pen thing. Yeah. He goes up to a guy in a conference hall and he looks at him and he hands him a pen, just a regular everyday pen. Right. And he says, sell me this pen. And a lot of people, they never say in the movie what the actual answer is or what the right thing to say is. Mm-hmm. I'm about to tell you. Jen Blood's about to give you the answer to sell this pen. What the person kept doing was they would take the pen and they'd be like, oh, this is a beautiful pen. This pen has a great black ink and this pen writes magical words. And he takes the pen away and he goes to the next guy because that's not what he wanted to hear. All right. Sales is understanding the problem. So if I go up to you and I give you the pen and I say, sell me this pen, you should take my pen away and put it in your pocket. And you say, so, Jen, are you, are you looking for pens? Like, are you, what are you in the market to do today? The point is to ask me a question. It has nothing to do with the pen. Mm-hmm. Set the pen aside. I'll sell you anything that you have a problem for. The, it's the, whether it's the pen, whether it's the car I'm in, whether it's the jacket on my back, whatever. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's never about the pen. It's about the customer's problem. Okay. That's the answer to sell me this pen. So you're welcome, everybody. That I is could, the actual answer. Well, and you know what? Here's the funny thing is, is that tell me who has not seen that movie and was like, oh man, how do you sell that pen? Because I did it. I was like, I, how would I sell that pen? You put the pen in your pocket and you don't talk about the pen. Oh. You talk about what are you looking for today? Are you trying to solve a problem? Are you right. in the pen market? I mean, do you even want to be here? What's going on? Talk to me. Talk to me. Let me know what's going on today. Gotcha. And if that person's like, I'm at this pen conference, but I love Sharpies. And I'm going to be like, um, let's go across the street and look at some Sharpies together. I'm here to solve your problems. <laughs> That's the answer to sell me this pen. Okay, cool. It's the same thing. Say you're selling cars. Somebody walks on the lot and you're like, well, look at this fiery red Trans Am. It's amazing. Look at the eagle on the hood. It's incredible. And the guy's only talking about the eagle and the Trans Am aka the pen and he's got a mother with five kids screaming and running around behind her that lady doesn't need a trans am she needs her problem solved which is clearly a short bus or whatever um, whatever you put a bunch of kids in i don't know what do you put all your band. kids in amber you have a football team of children I do. what do you put all your kids in suburbans or something i used to suburbans and i finally got to downsize because that was not my problem anymore my mm-hmm. problem was not having enough children to fill my suburban so i went smaller Excellent. See, so somebody listening to you is trying to solve your problem. Somebody trying to sell a pen, trying to sell a Trans Am. They're not listening to what you want. That's Mm -hmm. their problem. Their problem is that they need to sell the pen. They need to sell the Trans Am. Right. Is Trans Am still even a thing? I'm using like the weirdest example on earth. You you know what I mean? I haven't. Are they, are there new Trans Ams anymore? I don't think so. I think it's been a, quite what a, a weird thing. Yeah. Like I just sort of created that in my head as I was going and I was like, did I just make a red crappy 70s sports car with an eagle on the hood? Um, isn't that it like- did. It reminds me of the movie, The Goods, where he had to sell yeah. that, that final car. What was it? It was a Trans Am. Was it really? Yeah. 
And he but sold it was it. like the old one. Yeah, he sold it to the uh, dude in the boy band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's a funny oh, movie. It's a great movie. I don't remember. I don't know that movie. It's a, it's a great one. It's about car sales. There was a long period of time there. I didn't get to watch movies. So because <laughs> because you were locked kids, in the basement. I was, I was locked in the basement <laughs> with a bunch of children. Because I was watching Teletubbies and Barney and mm. all of that stuff forever. Yeah, I sat on some good ones. I did. Dora the Explorer. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Step one, understand your customer's problems. Yes. Sell me this pen. I just gave away tons of free advice on that one. Done. Feel free to mail me checks or money orders for $5. (laughs) The second thing I wanted to talk about was how to have a clear goal. What are you even trying to get done? When you walk up to somebody on a car lot, when you get on a sales pitch, when you email somebody a proposal, what is the goal of those things? Right. Is the goal to sign something, set a time for a for an appointment to go over it, you have to put the ask in what you're looking for. So I'll specifically, I'll say in my first proposals, I never put the price in it. And I had one of my friends look at it and he's like, okay, great. How much does this cost? Well, my goal out of the proposal was I want somebody to say, yeah, I'll have that. Well, they never could. I could never give them the opportunity to say, yes, I'd like to go to the next step because they had no idea how much it costs. Right. So I was creating an invisible next step that I wasn't prepared for. So now every time I send an email to someone, I'm like, hey, do you want to follow up on Tuesday at three? Or I attached is an agreement. I need you to sign it and send it back to me. We're going to get started on Tuesday. There's a specific list of items that I'm ready to do. Right. There's an, they have to say yes to me a great deal of times before we start working on things because that's part of the closing process. More times you can get somebody to say yes, the better off you are. Well, and, but I, and I think that I totally not being part of um, Omni 21 and NCG, I have, I I totally get that part of sales and listening Mm -hmm. to you on calls and follow up emails that you, you know, include me on all that stuff. I totally get that part. Um, How do you sell a product like that? I mean, how do you do like a physical thing, like a physical thing? Mm -hmm. And I think that part of that is really knowing the product well. Yeah. I mean, that's the key of it. If you don't know your stuff very well, you'll never sell it. Right. You have to be the master of the universe about what you're selling. Yes. And you have to think of every ridiculous question that somebody might ask you about it. Mm -hmm. Secondarily to that, it's okay to say you don't know things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people feel better if you say you don't know. Right. I can't, I've been on calls. I think you might've heard me when I've been on calls and I'm like, I have no idea. I'm going to have to talk to somebody smarter than me. Because people know I run the company. That doesn't mean I know, understand how to do code and build certain things. Right. I don't. I hire people smarter than me and hopefully things work out. Uh, but I'm not afraid to say that I don't that I don't know things, but I'll get you an answer and I'll get back to you. Right. Our next call is Tuesday at three and I'm going to have the answer for you. So they're constantly saying yes to me. So saying yes to we'll sign the agreement and have, you know, whatever sent back over to you. seems like a natural flow. Right. That's the idea. It doesn't always work like that. Like today I had a uh, sales call that just sucked the absolute life out of me. It went on and on. Oh my God. And you know, and it's a cheap service, what we're trying to put together for him. It's real black and white. I felt like I explained it pretty well and she just beat it to death because she hadn't done her research before we got on the call. It, it is a complicated service that we were trying to offer. Um, and this is through NCG, not through Omni, but mm-hmm. 
It's a complicated service, but the only people I generally talk to about it are people who are really well-versed in it. Right. And so I had to basically teach her about, I mean, I can't even half-ass explain this on podcast. Well, no, it was, there was a lot of, um, I had to teach her why she needed the service and she should have known why she needed it before she called me. Right. So that was exhausting. I think they will absolutely end up going with us to provide that service because I know that I beat my competitors because I know my industry very well. Right. I know that I offer a service nobody else provides. I know I'm better at it. I know I'm cheaper. Well, and that's another thing is knowing what your competitors are like. Yeah. Knowing what your competitors offer and the price, the, the I mean, what the products are giving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's huge. You have to know your competitors. Mm-hmm. So. Because they'll know them. Yeah. You're probably not the first person somebody's talked to about it. No. Okay. Let's see. The next one that we have, did we even add, did we adequately answer that? How to have a goal on a call or an email or a pitch? I don't know if we fully, if we fully flesh that out. I would maybe go over that once again. But I do think that, I think that you have to have an active goal for every, for every call that you have. I like I'm staring at a list of things that I of people that I need to reach out to for uh, for one of the businesses. And I know when I send the person on this list an email, I'm going to ask for a day and a time to meet. And that's what I'm trying to do when I reach out to that person. Um, I always put a question that they have to answer in the affirmative in an email. That's something I always try to do. I think some of these things, I don't really think about it anymore because it's so second nature to me. I always ask a question that they're okay with answering in the affirmative. I don't get them in the, in the um, constant state of trying to tell me no. Right. And I don't, I don't think that's intentional anymore. It's just stuff that I do. Um, and proposals are, I send out a proposal we, we were scheduling a call at this time next week so I can cover any questions that you have. So get with your team. People like to be given, not being told what to do, but yes, being told what to do. Tell me what I need to do next. Tell me the process. Tell me the one, two, three, what I've got to do. What are my next steps? So when I send out a proposal, I'll say, look over this with your team. Think of any questions that you have. You can email me anytime you want. You can call me anytime you want. We're going to set time aside Monday at two to go over this. Mm -hmm. So they know exactly what to do. If you're okay with this proposal, I'm going to send an email with an agreement to you. Sign the last page, scan it back to me, and we're going to start working immediately. Those are always things I put it in email. Because half of them is just, yeah, of course I'm going to talk to my team. Yes, we're going to look at it. Yes, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Or yes, 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 all the way through the process till okay, well, now I know the next thing we're going to do because it's been laid out in front of me is Jen's going to send us an agreement tomorrow. I'm going to look at the terms. We're going to sign our names and send it back. Right? Yeah. I don't know if that's so much a goal as much as it is handing people a step-by-step process so they're not blindsided by anything. It's an easy thing to do. Also, we try to be funny in this podcast and I'm getting kind of dry. Oh my God, you're so serious. Don't turn my phone on, Amber. Dear Lord. Oh, if you you say serious, she's like, yes. (laughs) Okay. That could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Ooh, best sales movies you've ever seen. I mentioned Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh my God. Amber's never heard of it. 
doesn't care for it. I it's an old don't. 80s movie. It's Alec Baldwin at his finest. I, I'm sure Johnny would. Oh, your arch nemesis. I just said his name. <laughs> of the podcast that shall not be mentioned here. <laughs> What's your favorite? Oh, I, I love the Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Right. But there was just. I would just always like, wonder whether that's good sales. Oh, good one. Yeah, just. Yeah. Actually, I'd probably say Tommy Boy is probably my favorite Isn't sales it? movie. Because it's a great sales movie. Yeah. I made Tommy my class me. watch it. I teach um, small business management at Mac. Yeah. And I had my class watch that last uh, last semester and nobody in the class had seen it. Yeah. What? It's like, what planet were you all born on? Yeah. You hadn't seen Tommy Boy. And then I realized the movie was filmed in like ninety-three or something. About, yeah, about that time. Uh, that was actually one of my uh, like birthday gifts. Uh, my mom bought it for me when I was five. You have a brilliant mother. Yeah. So thanks, mom, for that. Thanks, really mom. Really set me up for life. <laughs> but you but, learned uh, lots of things. Yeah. Tommy uh, want weenie. The chicken wing. <laughs> the little chicken wings <laughs> scene is probably like one of the best because go out there and have fun while you do it. Agreed. While you're out making sales. You have to. So, like the guarantee part in that, yeah. when it, like, what is it? Like, you could stick your head up a bull's ass, or you could probably just take the butcher's word for it. Tell you what, I could get a good look at a, <laughs> a T bone uh, steak uh, by looking up a bull's ass, but I'll take the butcher's word for it. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's got to be your bull. Or, no, it's your, is it your bull? I don't even know. Yeah, he messes it up. It's so great. I love it. The whole it. movie's great. There's no your brain's, a, your brain's a thin candy show. Yeah. Oh my god, you both! Oh lordy, that's one of my favorites. Amber, do you have any favorite sales? Movies? I don't. I don't even. I like I said, there was just heavy into the Teletubbies. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the Wall Street. Yeah, I. You know, I finally watched that. Both yeah. of Wall Street. Yeah, um, Johnny made me watch it. Because he's like, it is so funny after his, like, 10th time of watching it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this show's horrible. And then I had to watch it again. I'm like, oh, okay, it's kind of funny. That also would be another good one. So I thought it was, I I really, I thought it was a horrible movie. Yeah. Because uh, they're so, like, brazenly disgusting. Yes. Yeah. And they're such douchebags. Yes. Yeah. So, that's the cool part about it. I don't know about that. I, here's the deal. Here's why I don't. I don't even know the numbers. I'm not going to pretend to fake that I know how many men versus women are in sales. But I'll bet it's got to be by far more men. Okay, in sales. so this yeah. is really this is it an depends interesting on the market too. Yeah, it depends on what you're selling. Mm -hmm. Probably not a dude selling Mary Kay. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, there could be. Well, there could be, but which, hey, if that's what you do, and you are a man. We are not knocking it by any means. But no free ads. No, no free ads. So don't call in with your selling your Avon to us. I'm not even going to pitch you. No, okay. So this is funny because um, I was talking to some gentleman yesterday that's in a whole nother industry. And um, it is a very male dominant industry. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with our gates and stuff. But um, it's a very... I mean, there's not very many female females in this industry at all. So me trying to sell something is either really good or really bad mm -hmm. because I'm a woman. Yeah, it's true. And it, it's just because number one, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know enough about the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what my product is supposed to do. 
I have a goal for my product. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I want to save somebody's life. <laughs> yes. But but you can't speak to it from like a day-to-day operational point of view, like a subdued can trying to buy it. Exactly. Or, and they're going to hear you misspeak about it and be like, I'm mm-hmm. not buying gates from this lady. Exactly. She doesn't even know what she's talking so about. So I have to constantly be around people and constantly do research on the things that um, – you know, where these, where these can go and just constantly listening to these men mm-hmm. talk about this product. Yeah. So I have really learned a lot with, um, understanding that, no, this is not a, a, a female dominant industry by any means. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's not, and here I'm not a feminist. I'm not, it's not, I, I'm, I'm not afraid you're not that. afraid to pitch men. No, you just recognize that it's male dominant. Um, but and that's fine that it's male dominant. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But what what I I need to do is I need to learn how to be a better salesman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because I don't know enough about the industry. Period. So, which is not. I mean, I I didn't grow up around the industry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's grain. I don't right. know enough about it. I don't know about. Well, there's also two different kinds of sales too, which I think would be, which maybe we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Is there's one there's lead generation, which I think that you would be good at because you come from a real like heavy, awesome admin organized kind of person, right? Mm. And then you've got your closing kind of sales guy. Like he's got the lead, he knows the guy's number, he knows he's interested in it. He goes in with the with the heavy close of hey. Mm-hmm. Whether it's maybe it's Johnny. Yeah. He goes in and he's like, hey, you've been talking to Amber for six months. I'm ready to sell you 10,000 gates. Are you buying the shit or what? Right. Like so, sometimes there's a sales guy like that. And then there's like the the fluffer, if you will. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fluffer, apparently. I mean, there's there's argument to that where you have certain salespeople who are like, yo, I've been trying to close this guy for six months. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes it takes a different approach. It takes a different kind of person. I don't think I could sell every guy in the room. I don't think I could. I think I can't sell the women sometimes. I mean, you just have to right. you have to know your audience. Not, and you're not going to be able to sell things to everybody, no matter no. what their problem is. Some people just won't like you at all. Right. And no which, one's going to buy find, things from yeah. you or pay you if they don't like you. Exactly. That's period. They won't. Well, and I think that um, I don't want, and I know this is terrible. I don't want to be the fluffer. I don't want to be the fluffer. I mean, right now you're kind of the fluffer. I am the fluffer. I don't, I want to be able to have, you know, and I think it goes. You want to be the hammer? I want to be able to go in and go, no, I'm going to put my stuff in the car and I'm going to his office and I'm going to be like, hey, do you want to buy this or not? Because I'm tired of wasting my time. Have you done this yet? No, I'm scared. Do it. What are you scared of? What are you scared of? It's one of those things you got to have confidence. I don't. That's the thing is I don't. And it takes time. Are you afraid he's going to tell you no? No, it's not even that. I'm just afraid that. He's going to fight you? I'm going to embarrass myself. You absolutely are going to embarrass yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. But you have to do it a few times. Yeah. So do I wear a low cut top? No. (laughs) Kidding. Just be yourself. Well, yeah, just be yourself. Just go in there and you could sell me anything because you're sassy and you're mean. Oh, thanks. But you're trying to be nice and, oh, I'm No, I don't I'm want to. I don't want to be fluffer. Stop. Maybe if we're mean enough to you, you'll just run Maybe. into something. Maybe I'm going to be like, damn it, buy my shit. We're going to call you fluffer until you aggressively oh, close someone. that's it. I'm just going <laughs> to. Oh, great. You know how everybody has their names on your arch nemesis podcast? I'm the fluffer. 
Amber, and you're the, the fluffer hammer. brown. I'm the hammer. <laughs> I'll take it. That's cool. <laughs> Tyler, what's your name? The producer. I'm, the just, pro- I'm just the producer. So. He's the guy who actually knows how to do things here. <laughs> We're just me, like, help me, I'm poor. I don't know how to start my computer. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. It's nice. We okay. appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, it could be a good time for an ad. <clears throat> We're going to take a quick break for some words from our sponsors. Today's sponsors are Donna's Pool and Patio, Secure Gates LLC, McPherson Car Connection, Adventure Awaits Travel, and of course, Omni 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, welcome back to the podcast i'm sure our sponsor review was nice thank you sponsor person (laughs) um we talked over the break about someone to add something to add to this list which is you have to relate to your customers and i'm gonna shorten this up by saying nobody's gonna pay you if they don't like you true story fact I'm trying to think of somebody I pay that I don't like. I feel like I'm a likable person. I think you are likable. Do you know anybody that doesn't like me? Yeah. Oh, 35 (laughs) seconds. Dang it. We'll we'll bleep that one out. Bleep. Sorry, everybody. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know people who don't like you. I know lots of people that don't like me. I mean, specifically, no one's going to be like, I hate Amber, but but I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, if I don't have enemies... I'd like to make some right now with the following <laughs> announcements. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm positive there are tons of people. Who I'm don't sure. Like me. I'm sure. And that's. But I'm not but pitching those to. people either. No, and that's the thing is that the people that do not like me or whatever, um, they're not going to buy my product. Yeah. They're not going to come into my facility. They're not going to come into. I mean, what? Actually, those people might. <laughs> now that I think about it, because that's another business that. You have to. Yeah. Oh, your sports facility. Yeah, sports company. Where you are servicing the public. Yes. Like you're not B to B, you're B to C. So you're servicing everyone. Yes. So, so you do get people in there sometimes that you don't the like. Thing. Yes. And it's because we have a good product mm-hmm. or good service, good service yeah. or whatever that um, people are like, okay, I can bypass the fact that I don't like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I just find that hard to believe if somebody doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It just hurts my feelings. No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> You're like the meanest, nice person I, I know. I'm not. I'm just honest. I really don't give a but shit. But you're afraid of old men who need uh, that Amber cussed at two minutes and four seconds. <laughs> I said shit. We've Are you going to bleep ten. shit? We've been saying shit all podcast. I thought we were bleeping it. No. Wow. <laughs> it's only F bombs only. Yeah. You only so get I'm the only person who's going to yeah. be bleeped during this That's entire exactly. time. That's great. So That's no, super. I am. Okay. So I think it's because I'm intimidated, not by the old men or the men in the other business. It's I'm intimidated by not, I don't feel competent. That's fair. That's it. That's fair. That's a big word. Competent. SAT word. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my family calls it. We used to use it like a... <laughs> <laughs> when you use a word that has several syllables, they're like, S-A-T word. <laughs> I got anyway. it. I used it in We're going to work on this. Too. We need to work on, like, I'm trying, what would I be intimidated to sell? <clears throat> I would have a hard time selling, I don't know, probably literally anything that what we sell now. Like, I couldn't sell a fishing pole. I couldn't sell a truck. 
I don't even know. Like I called my friend Jason and I was like, can you tell me what it is that I own? Yeah. Like, is it a four by four Lariat super cab? Is it? Cause to me, it's just Brown and you have a truck with wheels. Yeah. Like, I don't know no, what it this, even this, is. This, 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 and you're like, Oh, okay. now when I feel intimidated, I wouldn't feel intimidated, but I would say up front, like if I put a for sale sign in, in the truck window, and some old farmer down the road comes up and he's like, oh, Jennifer, I'm interested in buying your truck. Tell me about it. I'd be like, dude, I don't know anything about this. I know it's probably worth X it's amount of money. It looks really nice. It smells wonderful in there. It's clean. <laughs> and if you put it in for a you can get out of snow. That's about all I know, sir. <laughs> and I only learned that about eight hours ago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I would just be honest about what I didn't know. Um, because he probably knows more about that truck than I do. But, you know, here's the funny thing is, is that I like, okay, so I also, amongst other kajillion other businesses I own, I sell kitchen products. Oh, yeah. And I buy I, all of them from I you. know. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you've got to see this. Because. Because you honestly like it. I honestly love it. Mm-hmm. And because I use that stuff daily. Mm-hmm. Daily, daily, daily. And I feel like. Um, I, I know enough about it. And you don't sound salesy because you genuinely like and understand yeah, I love the product. It. I'm like, if you don't like, if you don't want to use that can opener, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, because it, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. But I don't care if you don't like it. But I use it all the time and I'll show people, okay, yeah, this is like, like the wine opener. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, watch how easy this is. Pop, pop, now pop. today I'm regretting not buying you it because I've got that. a bottle of Pinot in the office right now that I, I wanted to crack open use. today. And no one has a, a bottle opener <laughs> without being able to bust it in half yeah, we, and pour from the broken shard. Shoe thing, I don't think would work here. I don't think so either. We're gonna go through the wall. Yeah, and we and we sh- we co-share space on the floor with a drug and alcohol counselors. So I'm sure sitting here getting shit faced on Bud Light and talking about our podcast. Not being able to open our Pinot is thrilling them. I know they're probably super excited about that because, oh. <sighs> Facts. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to you guys if you listen to the show. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for waving at me every day. <laughs> um, we're nice ladies, though. They are. Okay, let's see. The last one I have listed here is pretty simple. It's always be closing. Uh-huh. Constantly be asking for stuff. So, do you need some? Do you want this? Do you want me to send over an agreement? Every time I talk to somebody, I try to get an answer to close. Uh-huh. Um, and we talked about this in maybe our first podcast is when you're running a business, it's your job. It is your duty to figure out when you're running a business, what do I have to do to get the first deposit in the bank? It's the same damn difference with closing. If I don't close business, nobody here gets paid. It is my job. My number one job. I can't tell if it's number one or number two. They're really, but they're code number ones. Is that a thing? Everything's a top priority. I look at Tyler for validation when I say things. I don't know if they're right or not. Is that right? <laughs> Am I being? Yeah. They are to, to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. Right. Exactly. That's you. That's your number one thing is create good products and services. And number two, make sure that you can pay the people who work for you and provide good service. And back to our last podcast. What was our last one? About retaining employees and and oh, keeping yeah. It. But here's the thing: is that um, when you and hiring, hiring good employees. I'm looking at Tyler. I'm like, hiring good employees. We like that guy. <laughs> but no, when you have someone that helps you build your business, mm-hmm. helps you sell the product, mm-hmm. and helps you maintain it all, 
That is... It's your duty to work hard so that they can yes, have more stuff. Exactly. Because I make more money. Everybody makes more money. We mm-hmm. get bigger buildings. We get more benefits. We get cooler stuff. We get bonuses. Whatever it is. I want I mean, the glass wall next door, please. You want the glass wall next door? Yeah, the glass wall. Hey, shout out to the county. Give us some space over there, yo. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for the whole damn building. <laughs> City. <laughs> anyway, we won't get all we won't get all hood on you guys, but we're coming for your building. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's see. So always be closing. And I I have a little note here. Coffee is for closers. Don't treat yourself unless you're doing business. Nice. It's just fact. That's basically the new coffees for closers. Don't treat yourself. Treat <laughs> you yourself. don't deserve the treats. Oh, for the love. Unless you're closing. What'd you say? So treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> That's a that's a nod to Leslie Nopes, right? Yeah, Parks and Rec. Yeah, check it out. One. It's great. No idea what you guys are talking about. Parks and Rec. It's on Netflix. I'm sorry, I don't have a whole lot of spare time in my life. You just went through like seven Please. seasons of Game of Thrones. Every time I talk I, to when you, I go to bed. Okay. Every time I'm chatting with you via text message, you're like, "Oh, it's me and Johnny. We're just boozing at home. We're just drinking. We're just <laughs> chatting. We're just doing this." It sounds to me like you have all kinds of time. I don't have. I don't. I can multitask. That's it. I can. Do a whole, I can talk to you, drink, have a conversation with Johnny, cook dinner, <laughs> do the laundry, and be doing some paperwork. Yeah. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, that's, I can do all of that. I do one thing really hard all the time. That's it. No, I do like a kajillion things all the time. I think if I multitask, I get real angry. Oh, that's why I'm an angry person. Now you know I'm pissed off all the time. The f- Amber, the angry fluffer brown. <laughs> <laughs> That just sounds dangerous. That's, You're dangerous. You know what? <laughs> just wait. I'm not threatening or anything, but she just. Are we a PG 13 podcast? No, we're not. Uh, I do have it as a explicit. So you do. Yes, thank there, God. So. You know, we talked about that mm. when we started the podcast. I was like, you know, should I go like above the line, real professional with the podcast? But that's not really. It's not. It's not number one. It's not entertaining. No. And every other sales podcast I've ever heard is just the lamest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And number that's not how sales is, number two. Yeah, we're not a bunch of stiffs. We're not a bunch of stiffs. And if you think that I am, and then you start doing business with me, and you're misled by that, you're going to be very unhappy. Well, like I'm. Well, here's it, the funny thing is, is that, but the people that we do business with are not that way. I know. And you had a something you were working on earlier that, I mean, it was just shocking what people put in an email. Oh, <laughs> what did I, I, I can't, I can't, it, that's way too over the top to say yeah. it. Yeah. You can't put that on. You can't even put it. Cause but, people are like, I can't, I cannot do this, this because of this, this. And you're like, what? Yeah. But that's what he put people, a sexual reference into a contract and was like, can you make sure whatever? And had this super disgusting sexual reference in there, which isn't like, I mean, I'm no hashtag me too. Or I think we'll, we should do a whole podcast on that nightmare of a stupid topic. Well, you know what? I think that we eventually. As two girls, we should do a podcast on that. Girl, don't get me started. Hashtag I'm going to do a podcast on me too. It's going to be awesome. And everyone's going to hate it. I do. I physically hashtag. She does it. every do time. She hashtags all the time. She's too. like hashtag. Mm-hmm. Hashtag mm-hmm. you too because it was not me too. You, do you have the vagina I was sexually hat? harassed at work. Bitch, everybody has been. Do you know why? Because half the world's dudes and half the world's women and everyone's sexually harassing each other. It's not like you're on some sort of different planet where that's never happened. Happens like, to men too. So it does. It's, it's totally. Okay. 
I don't know. Like I, I've got, I was written up for sexual harassment once. Yikes! When I was, I mean, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but it did happen. I was written up by um, Kroger Corporate for mm. sexual harassment when I was in college. Nice, good job. Sexually harassing the butcher. The <laughs> butcher. Empire. Empire. I get fired for that. It's pretty good. Mm. Pretty close. Embellishment. Okay, so here's the thing: is that butcher. if you <laughs> the butcher, the butcher, oh. the candlestick maker, and what's the other guy? Uh, I love it. The shoemaker. Yeah, something like that. Candlestick maker. Butcher. If you are a feminist, we apologize for offending you in any no, way. No, we're offended by everything. Shut. So here's the thing: feminist. is that just because we we're don't follow women. you doesn't mean that we're haters. I'm not, a, I'm not a feminist. I've never been a feminist. Neither. I've never been held down by a man. I've never been. Like I mean, that's physically. <laughs> or, <laughs> physically or. She's like, physically, yes. But I mean. like <laughs> I asked for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Damn it. No, I've never been. I've never felt like I could not accomplish something because of a man. Or because What's of a What's in my girl? brain is keeping me from. Yeah. Doing the things that I want to do. You're afraid of old men who have gate making decisions. <laughs> well, no, I'm afraid of multimillionaires. And shit oh, like give me a break. Half of the people you know are millionaires. Tyler? I wish. <laughs> maybe if I'm thrifty enough, maybe someday. <laughs> Stop buying shoes. Yeah. Tyler, mm-hmm. Tyler's saving his way to a million. You're on the Dave Ramsey plan. I know. Yeah. Oh, why is this kid calling me? Sorry, everybody. Ooh, I have call. a special guest. Hey, we'll wrap it up. Amber's going to take a phone call from children, like usual. Always. And we're going to sign out on um, the ABCs of sales that went terribly awry onto um, a hashtag Me Too conversation. Hashtag Me Too, which we are will likely do on our next podcast. Yeah. Signing out. Bye-bye.